Hi everyone, I'm Brent Love and this is Hope Works, a podcast by Hope Surrogacy. Today I'm proud to introduce you to Laura and Chad, a mom and dad in Minnesota who built their family with the help of a surrogate. I met Laura and Chad at their house and when I walked in, Chad and his two sons were wrestling in the living room. They were knocking over toys and pillows and laughing so hard and Laura was watching from the kitchen. It was the kind of scene you dream about when you dream of becoming parents. When we finally sat down to talk, I learned quickly that I'd arrived at a very happy time in their lives. In fact, there were years when Laura and Chad didn't know if their dream of a family would ever actually happen. I have to say, this conversation humbled me. Laura and Chad faced incredible loss on their parenting journey. Laura told me that she hopes by sharing what she went through, other parents facing hard times won't feel so alone that they will hold on to hope. Laura and Chad did. They never gave up, and with the help of a surrogate, their family welcomed their son, Briggs, into the world. I think of Laura and Chad often, and today I'm proud to help them share their story with you. Hello. Thanks for letting me sit in your living room. Yes, thanks for coming. Thank you. Um, It looks very much like you have kids here. We do. And it always looks like this. The toys. I mean, I got to, I walked in and I got to see them. They were actively engaged with the toys and with dad throwing them around. Yes, there's a lot of wrestling that goes down (laughs) in this living room too. Yes. (laughs) Um, You have two kids. We do. When in your life did you know that you wanted to be a parent? It's a question for both of you. It may be the same answer. It may be different times. When did you know you wanted to be a dad? I think I've always wanted to be a dad. Um, my dad coached me through growing up in all the sports that I played, and I knew that I always wanted to do that with my kids as well. Yeah, I think I was probably the same. Um, you know, as after... Chad and I started dating a lot of our friends from college that we hung out with, you know, started having kids like at a much earlier age than us. So I feel like we were around them a lot. And then my niece was born and I think it was just like, we always knew we'd have them, but that was sort of like, then we really wanted them. Right. Like it was just like, we were getting closer to that point in life. Um, and so we didn't wait too long to have them after we got married. But how long have, how long have you been married? Nine, nine years. Almost nine years. Oh. Yeah. Uh, how long did you date? Oh, gosh. Like three years? Probably two and a half, yeah. Three-ish. Okay, so yeah. like we're working on 12 years. Yeah. Uh, uh, did you, when you were, even before you got married, were you talking about kids? Or was it like, let's put that off until until we get married? We were, yeah. yeah. Probably, you know, a little bit here and there. But, you know, we also we're at that point in our life where we were just having a lot of fun too. So it probably felt a little bit farther away. Maybe marriage just kind of expedited it a little bit. I don't know. Like, um, because pretty shortly thereafter, I think we were like, yeah, let's do this before we get too old kind of thing, which in hindsight, we really weren't old at all. (laughs) (laughs) It's like now I feel old. (laughs) Um, so you were, you know, dated for a couple of years, you got married um, how long until you decided you wanted to start trying to have kids? I think it was probably about a year after we were married. We kind of probably really started talking about it and thinking about it. Um, and then shortly thereafter, you know, cause I think we had Owen, our oldest, you know, two years into our marriage. So shortly thereafter we, we got pregnant with Owen, um, And we didn't have any problems getting pregnant. So that happened like probably the day we started talking about it, or at least it feels like it did. Um, So yeah, it happened pretty quickly. So you, you know, got married and you started trying right away to have kids. Um, Did you have an idea about like how many you wanted or what your family was going to look like, like right away? Because I know me and my husband were like four, four is a good number. Of course, we've had one, so we're now we're not sure. But yeah, but when we got married, That's we were funny. like, Big "We used family. to always joke about this because if four. you ask Chad, I feel like you'd say five or six because I was more like two, and he 
probably really wanted four. So like in order to compromise, he'd say things like five or six and then be like, okay, well, we'll meet at four. <laughs> so that was always kind of the joke. And I was like, no way. Um, so I was probably more like I grew up with one sibling and I figured, you know, two's a good number. Like, I don't know if I could handle more than that, but, um, but he wanted a, a lot. Three. 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 But you would say six. Did you grow up with a lot of no, siblings? I have no, one sister. Yeah, one. So what? What? What was the? What's the three number about? What was that about? Just like more. Yeah, I just like kids. Yeah. Yeah, I like playing with them and He's like kind of a kid at heart. Yeah. Maybe that has yeah, something sure. to do with it. <laughs> like teaching them things and playing around outside. And I relate well with kids. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I saw it. You were wrestling when I came in, so that's mm-hmm. a that's a pretty cool uh, cool person to grow up around. Um, so you have your one kid, yes, and easy breezy kind of pregnancy. Yes and no. no? I mean, um, I pregnancy and me did not get along, so it was just in general a really tough pregnancy. I was sick all nine months and. Mm. Um, so it was hard in that sense, you know, but it was like, we knew the finish line was coming and it's amazing how you can just like deliver baby and then like feel like a whole new person. But the last few weeks leading up to it, you know, we had just, you know, some challenges and I was on bed rest and we ended up going a little bit early because of it. So, I mean, it wasn't without, you know, challenges, but all in all, it wasn't super uncommon either. And so, um, you know, we, yeah. I mean, overall it was a success and then he was born and, you know, um, and we just figured, okay, well maybe, you know, in my mind I was like, I really don't want to ever do that again, but I could probably do that again. Right. Like I got through it once I could kind of get through it again. So yeah. Well, and you got to, you got to meet him. Yes. And Which, that like is a big, like, pretty big motivator. Right. Like suddenly <laughs> you forget everything that, you know, was ever hard about it when you see that little baby. And so, yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty special. Um, so this is the part of the story that is harder. Yeah. The, the, what happened next? Yeah. Um, and like I said, we can talk about as much as you want or as yeah. little as you want, but, um, yeah, it's definitely the, the turning point that led you to surrogacy. So I, I will ask, you know, what happened next? Yeah. Um, that set you on the road that you ended up on? Yeah, definitely not a road uh, we planned to be on. Um, but, you know, so you, I think we had Owen and he was a really easy kid and we love being parents, but I'm a very planful person in life, right? So like many, you're like, okay, well, so when should we start trying to like, you know, exactly <laughs> date things, which is just crazy. But you know, we decided maybe two years is a little close, you know, kids are a lot of work. So we were kind of, we kept pushing it off like a little bit, um, you know, as he got to an age where we figured we should start thinking about it. And um, so as we were kind of approaching, I don't know, and was maybe like two and a half or three, we started trying and um, we have no problems getting pregnant. So it was, again, really easy, really quick. And, um, and we had a really early miscarriage then right out of the gates. And it was you know, super early to the point where I think I barely knew I was pregnant, but it happened. Um, or, I mean, I think we had known for maybe a few weeks and, you know, like at that point I didn't really realize, I didn't really know anybody that had gone through that. Um, and although it was hard, it was just one of those, yeah, this is very common, like, something fluke, you know, happened or, you know, we don't know how to describe it, of course. Um, but you know, your odds are very good and, you know, we'll, we'll try again. And, you know, once we do, hopefully, um, you know, all will be well. And so we probably didn't wait that long. You know, the recovery wasn't too bad given where I was at. Um, so we got pregnant pretty quickly, I think after that. And, uh, carried till about was, so I think it was about 17 weeks when I was pregnant, um, the next time around. And I just had this weird, like feeling, like I remember being out to brunch with a bunch of my girlfriends being like, yeah, like I just, like, I'm just not feeling the same things. And I was fortunate enough to have a best friend who worked in OB 
and she was like, oh, it's totally normal, right? Like um, things change and, you know, the baby can be super busy one week and not the next. And so I didn't think anything of it. And um, so it was a few weeks later, we went in for a 20-week appointment and there was no heartbeat. So that was hard. So not, you know, something you expect that you're going to have to go through. And yeah, just, you know, devastating as a parent. And, um, you know, it took some time after that you know, with a whole lot of like no answers and a whole lot of doctors just telling us everything looks normal. Like, you know, we can't explain it. And so it was probably just a fluke, you know, or something, something was off that, um, didn't allow the baby to Zachary, sorry, um, to survive. And so, you know, we took some time and we got pregnant probably a lot sooner than we expected after that. Um, I mean, there was months in between, but not a lot. And so we just tried to be optimistic. Like, you know, there's only so much you can do, right? It's not like you can you know, take medications or, you know, try and control what your body's um, doing. But it was definitely um, a tough road the next time around. And um, yeah, I was just sort of obsessively monitoring the baby and, you know, all that I can do to just make sure that I felt, you know, as comfortable as possible and, or that we did. And, and just, again, one day it was using my Doppler and it was about 17 weeks and I didn't, I couldn't find a heartbeat. So we went into the hospital and, and same story. In fact, with um, with Zachary, the first baby, you know, they had said it probably had ended a few weeks prior. So right around that 17 week. So there's something about that time frame that, you know, we can't explain. And so that was tough. And, you know, we got through it. Thank God for, you know, our oldest, Owen. Um, and, you know... If you remember, too, we had just been in for an appointment on Friday, and everything looked good. Yeah, yeah, it's just... And Saturday, there was a heartbeat, and on Sunday, there wasn't. And yeah. that was at, like, the 16, 17-week appointment. Yeah. Yeah, so um, it was a tough year, for sure. Obviously, it still is because here I am crying. <laughs> but yeah, it was um, it was some you know, it's tough to leave the hospital twice without your baby. So after some time, I think you know, we just, of course, you know, grieving, healing, you know, probably still a lot of that to this day. Right. But we just decided like we weren't going to give up and we just thought, okay, so what's, what's next? We, you know, saw a lot of doctors and tried to get answers and I just have, I'm a very determined person. Right. So between Google and books and doctors, I was like, there's gotta be something right that we can um, pinpoint and, um, you know, as we just spent countless hours doing that, we just realized that really probably won't change the outcome, meaning there's probably nothing that we can do to ensure, right, that anything's going to be different the next time around because we were just hitting a lot of dead ends. So knowing that, you know, we just didn't want to, couldn't take the risk of going through that again, um, you know, for us, for Owen, um, we just started thinking, okay, what else? And looked looked at surrogacy. Hadn't really thought about it. We were with our fertility one of the fertility doctors that we saw um, at the practice we ended up working through here in Minneapolis. And you know, he had kind of said, if you guys are interested, um, 
you know i know we, people. we can do that yeah exactly <laughs> i do that yeah it's like oh you do that and you know at that point in our life it, we knew nobody that had gone through that and you know, other than maybe like Kim Kardashian, well, maybe not even at that point, but some other celebrity, right? I mean, the internet, you're Googling, so yeah. someone is out there. Yes, yes. It's hard to find. Yes. Like, it's hard to find information. And, exactly. And um, but they were so helpful. And, you know, um, that's when they kind of gave us some contacts and we thought, yeah, this might be worth, you know, exploring for someone in our situation who doesn't have the challenges of conceiving a baby, thus likely, you know, making embryos, but just can't carry it. So it felt like the best option. And so it was kind of immediately like, you know, option A, which is carry your own baby is sort of off the table. So Mm. let's figure out option B and just, you know. Can I ask you, Chad, um, because I think there's a lot of dads um, and husbands out there with wives that go through something like that. Um, you know, what was like for you and what you felt like you needed to do or be or feel or whatever, you know, as a husband and as a father, like what is that experience like? I guess the toughest part, one of the toughest parts for me through the whole thing was um, that Laura had to deliver both Zachary and Jacob, and we held both of them, and you sat there and you counted their fingers and you counted their toes, and they had all their facial features, and... um, at the time with Zachary, like Laura said, uh, no one had any answers for us. And no matter who we talked to, it seemed like it was uncommon, but not that uncommon um, that it can happen. And we were encouraged just to move forward and try to get pregnant again. Uh, the second time it happened, um, I think both of us were just devastated in the hospital, like not knowing what we were going to do next. Um, I know right after Laura delivered Jacob, I don't know if it was just, it was was weird. It was almost like her heart was broken so bad that um, her blood pressure and her heart rate and everything got so low after delivering Jacob that um, I guess we were up close to losing Laura. And um, fortunately, the uh, one of the doctors came in and was gave her um, a shot and that, that got everything normal again. And, you know, for me, just sitting there, it was, yeah, it was helpless, right? Um, so scary. There was nothing I could do about it. Um, just thinking about her and thinking about Owen and at at that moment it was just making sure that she was healthy. Um, but once we were out of the hospital, obviously we were both at a loss. You know, Laura was willing to do whatever she could to try to find and pinpoint what was going on and through blood tests and testing on herself and testing on Jacob and, you know, seeing several different specialists, um, again, just no answers. So, um, I think I, I don't know how she was feeling at that point, but I just, I was devastated too, because I didn't know where we were going to turn next. And if, you know, both of us had dreams that Owen would have a little brother or sister and, and, uh, he was getting older by that time. He was just about four and we were, yeah, and he was, we didn't have answers. <laughs> yeah. And that was hard for him too. You know, he's at that age where he, where he starts to 
get it or at least ask questions and um yeah so that no that was a little bit hard too i think um most people don't talk about how hard this kind of stuff is um and so for people who haven't experienced it they don't necessarily get how hard it is and i think just like sitting here listening to you guys like it's devastating it's really devastating and um even though you know you're not alone and that there are other people out there that have to go through yeah similar things it's so unexpected and you can't plan for it and I'm pretty tenderhearted right now. I recently <laughs> lost my grandmother and also having like little tiny babies and wanting to have more babies. Yeah. And being so going through a pregnancy right now and being so scared that something's going to happen. I'm just really moved by how brave you guys are to keep trying well, and you. keep fighting for your family. Thank you. Yeah. It's really it hard. Yeah. It took a, you know, we had a lot of great support. So I would say, you know, we wouldn't have got through it without those people in our life. But, um, but yeah, it really challenges you as, as someone that had barely even encountered death in life, right. Until that happened, it really changes you as a person and in, you know, hard ways and in good ways too. And, um, but yeah, so so it could only really kind of go up from there, right? Is and we had to be hopeful and figure out, you know, if not that you know we weren't sad about what had happened and we weren't still grieving, but like I said, we were, we had dreams of growing our family and we were determined to figure out, you know, what option B was, and and so we got pretty laser focused, right? On yeah. then how do we get there? And that's when we turned to surrogacy. I think also just at those darkest moments in the hospital, you know, having Owen come in, <laughs> you know, saved both of us and helped us keep that focus because, you know, just having him come in the room and give us a hug and yeah. wanting, wanting to be with us. So you just kept moving, you kept kind of fighting through it and getting through it, and you got to an appointment where a doctor mm-hmm. says, well, I do this with families who work with surrogates. So what happened after that point? So we actually started, we had a, you know, we had started talking about it, and we had a lot of friends who had, in some cases, already completed their family, and were just so empathetic. And you know, we had one that was maybe interested in caring for us. We had sort of a friend of a friend, yeah. you know, reach out saying, um, you know, that she had heard someone was interested in doing that. And so we actually explored a few paths on our own of trying to find someone that could be a surrogate. And at this point I had just done like sort of all my own research, right. And what the process is. And there's some resources out there, not a lot. The clinic was very helpful and like, here's how it would work. And here's what you would need to do if you were to kind of do this on your own. And, you know, we had a couple, I would say in all of those paths we explored, um, nothing came to fruition and it was pretty like unsuccessful in terms of either one person went as far as, testing but you know some of the results came back you know that she wouldn't be a good fit or one just decided maybe she got ahead or two got ahead of themselves and didn't know if they could just do it right like the emotional attachment and you know having kids of their own maybe not quite being sure if they were done having kids things like that um so you know I think we realized like and that was that was hard you know to even get a little way through the process and have to sort of take a bunch of steps back Um, and that's when we realized like, you know, we just need to go work with an agency and, um, you know, with people that 
are clear about what the expectation is and they've done a lot of the upfront work to make sure like not only do we have somebody that that really wants to do this but is capable of doing this and has already invested a lot of time and even getting there and would be the right people for us so because with an agency they you know they're going to match you with someone that they've already been through medical their last pregnancies were successful and their um, ob you know records are all really good and yeah and that kind of thing and they've also have gone through psychological testing um to make sure that they are emotionally capable of of doing it yep so by the time they meet you all that stuff is check, done check. Yeah. and you don't have to check those boxes, which right. is something that you were trying to do on your own before. Right. Right. It's just complicated. It crazy. is. Yeah. It was just a <laughs> lot. And, you know, also, and I get that we weren't trying to like rush things, but we were like, how many, you know, how much longer is it going to take? Because we're going to just keep exploring. And when you mentioned your, that your son is getting older. Yeah. Yeah. And you want him to have a little brother. We didn't want too big of a gap. Yeah. yeah. And, um, so, we so you just went with an agency. So yeah. you um, did you did you call Mary? Is that like how, yeah, kind of how it I went? Think, was it? I think it was Mary. She was the first one I talked to, and then we met here in Minneapolis, sort yeah. of face to face, and just immediately was like drawn to her and her. You know, she's just a great person and fun and kind and just super informative. And we just left there feeling like we had all the answers or close to, right? Like we knew what to expect and we were just super excited and um, we're like, how soon can you match us? Right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Every intended parents question. Yes, how yeah. soon is this? Yeah. Yeah. And so it was just kind of like, that's when the, you know, I'd say we started the process. We felt excited about it. Um, and then we just sort of waited. I think we decided to start our part of the process with in vitro like then versus waiting yeah. just to kind of at least in some ways, I think it felt like we then got to start, right? Like yeah. we weren't necessarily just waiting and. So you're going to, you're creating your embryos yep. to freeze them. And so we that, had them tested. Mm-hmm. We wanted to essentially just eliminate all risks. So we had, we did PGS to make sure we were, yeah. you know, putting the best ones in or one in. Um, and, and so we, we went through with all of that while in the meantime, you know, yeah. getting matched. And that way you would have your embryos ready yes. at the time when you met a surrogate. Yes. Um, so yeah. you just started right away doing that stuff. Yep. Um, was that, how was that process, the IVF process and, embry- yeah. and embryo creation for you? Um, Cause you're, it sounds like you're a researcher. Yes. You know, and yeah. you're, you get your like, I mean, ducks in a row for all that. Like, was it what you expected it to be? I think so. You know, I think it was expected. I think, you know, I would say the shots were hard, you know, like just that part of the process. Um, I remember I was ready to be done with, but I was also just so excited to go through. I mean, the doctor, you know, left us feeling very optimistic um, about it. And so we had really good results then, you know, in terms of... um, the embryo grade. Yes. Uh-huh. The, well, the yeah, the, the number of eggs and then the uh-huh. number of embryos. And I don't even remember all that stuff. But yeah, we had pretty good grades and yeah. categorization. And like you've already said, we, we never had an issue yeah. getting pregnant. It wasn't like we were doing in vitro because we struggled. Yeah. To, it was to about creating the embryos. Was, yeah. So I, yeah, the process was. Did you do any of the shots? Chad? No. I don't think he did. No, my... Um, was it, who, do, my did you do them? Because they're hard. Well, the ones that were harder, I had... Uh, my best friend is a OB nurse practitioner. Uh, okay. She'd come over and do them, <laughs> um, or I'd go to her. Because you had to... I mean, I you have to do the like the bigger needle, right? Yeah, With the progesterone and stuff. Do. Yeah, I couldn't... She did those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, tr- I trusted her a little bit more. No offense. No. <laughs> She's a professional. Um, yeah, so I think, you know... We were just excited to be doing it. And like I said, we had, you know, we were progressing well. And so that went really well. Um, And then, you know, the testing went really well. And so we were ready, you know, like we had our six embryos. We were ready to go. Um, So do you remember um, getting the call from Mary that she like had someone to match you with? Yes, I remember. We were in Arizona. Um. What are you doing in Arizona? We were on vacation <laughs> okay. at my mother-in-law's place. I'm 99% sure. 
um, I feel like we were like in the car, either about to hike Camelback or we just got done hiking Camelback and our kid was with grandma. Um, and I remember her calling when we were down there around like, it was it Easter time or spring break or somewhere yeah. around there. And she was like, we have a match. And I'm like, you do? Um, and if, immediately just like, I'm like, who is she? And you know, what's she like? And I just had like a million questions. And of course, and Mary's just like, here's why we think she would be great. And I was like, okay, now what? You know, and right after that, too, you get like a packet, right? And it's yes. got, you know, some photos and it's got because uh, every surrogate fills out an application, which includes answers to questions, kind of like the one that you yeah. filled out. And that's part of some of the matching work. So do you would have gotten that packet? Do you yes. remember anything from, you know, um, so I think like, you know, some of our beliefs and wants as far as what the process, how the process would go were, were very, were very aligned. Um, yeah. you know, I think she thought just personality wise, um, you know, just knowing what we had been through and knowing our personalities, like someone that was just very calm and kind and, you know, um, just would be very caring. And, and so she, you know, and, and our, um, our surrogate was very much like that. Her husband was kind of a funny kid at heart, maybe kind of similar to Chad. They get along really well. <laughs> so maybe she saw something there. I don't know. Sure. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it was hard from the paperwork to really know, like, was this going to be a good match? But I was like, yeah, it's, I mean, I don't see why it couldn't work. Right. And, yeah, sure. um, so we were just excited to meet him. Okay. So how did the match meeting go? Do you remember that? Okay. So that would have been now the match is meeting May? is something like three years ago, almost. Gosh. It because it, it would have been, you know, probably a year before a year ish. 20... Before... 2016. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you remember what the match meeting was like? <laughs> Do you remember? I remember pulling up in the parking lot and we were a little bit early. Yeah. And uh, we were scoping things we out. We were watching to see who they were. <laughs> and they got out of their car and walked in and we were just like, oh boy, we're going to meet them. <laughs> we were kind of sitting there like, that's them. <laughs> well, we're early and some people were walking in and we're like, well, that's definitely not who we're here to meet. You know, it'd be like a single person or, you know, an older gentleman or whatever. And <laughs> then a couple gets out and we're like, what if that's them? I bet that's them. And then we walked in and it, sure enough, it was them. Oh <laughs> what were they like? What were they like in that first meeting? I think right in the entryway, um, because the, I think the receptionist was helping someone else. I think we just kind of introduced ourselves right there. And it was, <laughs> I guess you could probably tell right there at, at that initial moment that it was probably going to work out. Yeah. They were, they were really nice. I mean, um, uh, you know, both very kind people. Um, her husband was, you know, making small talk, super funny. She seemed a little bit quiet. I was trying to be, not to like, you know, you, you want to like, you don't want to like scare them off. Right. Or, uh, yeah. you know, immediately start, um, getting overly excited or, you know, asking a ton of questions. And so we kind of just let the conversation, um, flow, but yeah, they seem just very down to earth and like good people. And, um, so we just got a really good feeling, I think right off the bat. Do you remember, um, kind of the feelings that you had um, as a mom and as a woman kind of meeting them and what what that felt like? Because I th I'm assuming, and Chad, you can, I don't know what your feelings were either, honestly, but, um, you know, meeting someone that would carry your baby. And, and yeah. I, I know that must have been hard in some ways and exciting in some ways and maybe some unexpected things. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, um, I guess I don't even think my head had gotten there yet. Like oh, in sure. terms of like envisioning what that would be like, I, I'd say, I think that got maybe a little bit harder as we went on, but I, I think my initial thought was like, and I, I think the thing about me is I just, I put a lot of trust in people. And mm. so like, I could immediately tell like her intentions and were for all the right reasons and for her to even be there. I mean, of course she's just an incredible human being and 
to hear about her and her kids and, you know, how great of parents they were was just really reassuring, right? Like that they would take care of our kid. So (laughs) I think um, we were just mostly excited and... um, I'm excited to move forward. Yeah, too, excited to move. Like at that point, I didn't have a whole lot of. It's like let's go. Yeah, I was let's, like let's go, yeah. and I'm sure it'll get harder. And you know, especially once we actually get there, right? It just sure. felt like it was step one and or step five and two hundred steps to go, kind of thing. Sure. So yeah. Um, did you have any any nerves about anything, Chad? I think if you step back several months in the process. Um, you know, there's a lot of psychological evaluations and everything else that that not only is the individual but the couple. Yeah, because her husband has mm-hmm. to go through it mm-hmm. too. Um, but I remember asking a question just, to, you know, because we were both concerned and it was a big, big deal, big step. And I remember asking just, you know, how detailed, how in-depth the application was. And I remember, it, maybe it was Mary, but whoever we were sitting with just said, you know, 90% of the time, people don't finish the application. Hmm. I think my concern was, how do you find the right people? Yeah. And hearing that made me feel better. Um, just that the whole process was so lengthy and, and so in-depth that a lot of people eliminated themselves before and sure. so you knew that you were getting people that wanted to be there and wanted to help. And I've worked with them long enough to know now too that they are they do say no. Mm-hmm. But not all not all women who want to do surrogacy are ready to do it um or at a place really in their lives where once they see the whole situation that they're like, "Oh, actually that's way more complicated than I thought" or or something and so you're right. Um and it does feel reassuring to get to that point and know, okay. I mean, all the stuff that you had to go through, all the lengthy processes as parents, um, there's a very similar kind of process on the other side for surrogates too. And then at that first meeting, just sitting in the room with them and and they asked Laura to share her story. And at a certain point, Laura couldn't finish her story. And yeah. so I, I started telling the story and finishing the story. And you could, the emotion not only on Laura's face, but... Um, our surrogate was sharing the same emotion. Like you could, you could tell she was there for all the right reasons and wanted to help. That does, that does yeah. not sound easy. Um, that sounds like an intense moment. Okay. So, um, then you're just like headed into pregnancy. Right. We're like, can we do this tomorrow? No. <laughs> well, I mean like you really probably did start like, okay, then paperwork goes out and yeah. you're sending, you know, stuff to your lawyer and you're sending stuff to, and she's sending stuff to your surrogate's lawyer and all that stuff is going down. Yep. Um, and eventually she's going through an IVF process. Yep. Um, just like the one you went through to yep. create the embryos. Do you remember her going through that? Do I re- do. Yeah, we were there. We were in the room. Um, yeah, I remember that day. It was super exciting. You know, they came down the night before and um, we got there that morning and we were ready to go. The doctor walked in and unfortunately our first embryo that they dethawed because ours were frozen, uh, didn't make it. Um, so they, you know, we had said just pick based on order of, um, Can I ask quality. how many embryos you had at the time? We had, was it five or six? Five. Okay. Yeah. Cause we have three now. Um, so we have five. So yep. Then they took the next one. I know. Right. The thaw. I know. You're like, Oh my gosh. I was like, wasn't that our best one? That's not supposed to happen. No, I mean, yeah, it was, I mean, they, then we the, their embryos are in the freezer and then for people who don't know like yes they they'll take one out and then thought the morning and then, of yeah and then make sure that it looks good and it survives yep. and it's yep. viable to to try to for put in yep so, so the next one they took out was that um yeah i just remember you know sitting there watching it on the screen this little speck that they're like <laughs> don't blink right you won't yeah. see it and you're like just staring at it and you're like was that it like i don't know like was there a piece of dust flying around or you know it was really yeah. it was cool but at the same time you're it was kind of hard to believe that like that's your baby right and we just did one you know that they're yeah. putting in and and wow and then you just think sticky thoughts right that's what yeah. they kind of say that's um, what they say and we went on with our day and you know we had lunch and they stuck around 
Did we have lunch? I don't even, yeah. Or should she, I don't, can't remember if she had to go lay down or whatnot, but you know, we hung out with them for a little bit and, um, and then Is we there a surrogate in Minnesota? No, she's in, um, Wisconsin. In Wisconsin. Yeah. It's about four plus hours oh, away. Sure. So not super close. Yeah. Um, and then we just, yeah, the next few weeks were just a waiting game as you know. Yeah. 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 You're waiting and waiting until, I mean, they tell you not to do the pregnancy test, but did you do the pregnancy test? Um, cause they tell you to wait until the blood test to confirm yeah. pregnancy rather than doing like the, the at home. I'm we pretty did. sure we think so. did one. Well, when did you find out for sure that you were pregnant? Do you remember that? So she did the, and I'm trying to remember if we did the pregnancy test test. I feel like we did and it came back positive, but in my head I was sort of like, hey, I'm not going to believe that. Oh yeah, sure. Cause um, you're probably like at that point, like. You had a lot of disappointments and you're yeah, like, I'm not, like, not going to believe it, but like very reassuring. Um, yeah. Although at the time I kind of regretted having her do that. Cause I'm like, what if it was negative and then it really wasn't. Um, but then she went in and did, you know, the blood work, I believe. And then, you know, she had to do it twice or right. whatever. And, and they were like, yeah, you're definitely, I remember at one point, am I making this up, Chad? Like her numbers were really high. They were like, you know, and they had like grown so much that we're like, oh boy, like did something split in there or <laughs> yeah. So of course that was all probably me Googling or, you know, getting some little bit of <laughs> sure. information to under try and comprehend what the numbers meant, but online doctor. Yes. Laura. <laughs> uh-huh. But, um, but yeah, she was definitely pregnant. I remember that. And yeah, we were just so excited, um, you know, to get to that point as a, you know, of course, it's, yeah, it was one point, right? And it was a moment of, we're super excited, yeah. happy to be here. But then it's like, okay, like, you know, we can do this. And, you know, speaking of the blood test, one thing that I remember is one of the things that's great about that is that most people's pregnancies aren't as monitored as a surrogate pregnancy. So you do kind of find more like solid numbers and solid information sooner than most people because yeah. it's just like so heavily monitored the right. whole process. And yep. so you do get to kind of celebrate it. I think it's eight weeks yeah, that you I think do that's the blood right. test. Yeah. And, and that's a, that's a big moment. It's yep. a really big moment yep. um, to celebrate, even though at that point what they're like the size of a poppy seed or something. Yeah, exactly. Know, something like so tiny. Yeah. Um, so, so after eight weeks and you're pregnant, um, when did it start to feel like, okay, we're, or did it ever start to feel like, okay, we're like really pregnant? Like let's, we're getting there. Yeah. I think it was just taking it like one milestone at a time, you oh, know, sure. like we felt, you know, obviously we were pregnant, but it was, you know, there were just like hoops we felt like we had to jump through, like to feel better. And honestly, I don't know that we ever really took a breath or believed it until we met him, (laughs) you know? So it was, um, as much as we kind of celebrated, it was just like, okay, we got here now what's next kind of thing, which yeah, it was hard. Like you don't want to be in that constant state of worry, but that's sort of where we were. That's hard. Mm -hmm. Because of our experiences, it was hard. Yeah. I think in my head, I was like, if we can get to 20, you know, I'll start to, to believe it and we got to 20 and there was one minor thing on the ultrasound that caused us to have to go back um which is when we got some really crazy news that things were not uh where they were supposed to be in the baby <laughs> and like organs yes um okay. so but without really any information like on a friday afternoon they sort of left us with that and we're like and they're like come to green bay monday so we did oh my and gosh. none of that was the case um which the whole thing was just crazy, but there was some, um, something else with the, what was it? The vein and the way that it was, I'm totally forgetting the name. Like the umbilical cord vein? Yeah. Like the way it was connected was just a super Uh rare, like it was the left, not the right or the right, not the left. Like I should know this, but I probably just tried to erase it out of my memory. Yeah. I'm like, there's something (laughs) with that vein that was not normal that caused things to just look off And it can sometimes be associated with heart problems and all these other things, which led us to more specialists and heart doctors. And, um, you know, so that was rough, right? Just as soon as we were getting over that 20 week hump, here we are, you know, going over the next hump. And a lot of people, um, you know, go through these things, right? But it's still just really scary. And you don't know what's, you know, going to come out at the end. And fortunately, 
after a few visits, you know, they weren't concerned and it ended up just being kind of a fluke thing in terms of how that vein developed. And, um, they did an ultrasound and stuff of the heart after birth just to validate some things, but yeah, so, so that was hard. And then of course we just were, that was the next thing we were worrying about. Right. And it was, um, you know, it was hard. Sometimes you think like you love and hate technology, right? Cause yeah. had that just never been picked up. A hundred years ago, they would have known right. left and, or right vein And at the 20 week, they didn't know it. So had yeah. we not gone back for the follow-up sure. to check the kidney, we would have just never known it and we would have progressed as normal. And Well, something so, tells me that you might have still worried. Yeah, I would have anyway. still worried. Yeah. About yeah, other things probably. Sure. Yeah. But we got through it. What was it like... Um, what was it? What was your relationship like with your surrogate during the pregnancy? Yeah, it was good. It was good. We, you know, communicated daily, mostly by text. She was just great at, you know, making us, you know, bringing us in even when we couldn't be there for all the appointments, making us just feel completely front and center, just totally invested in us. You know, she'd send us sweet gifts of like build a bear with a heartbeat and just things that like brought us oh, tears. Oh my like, gosh. Um, so she was just so thoughtful and it was almost like she was thanking us, which I'm like, you know, you, yeah, yeah. Which it should have totally been the other way around. Right. But she was, um, she was wonderful. And we, you know, we, because we were there so often, not totally planned, we did get to spend a lot more time with them and, that probably brought us closer just because, you know, like when we got some of that crazy news, like she was as torn up about it as we were, you know, and she didn't have to be. And of course it had nothing to do with her. Right. But, um, it just showed she, how much she cared. Yeah. So it was good. We had a, yeah, we were, we were paired up very well and, um, I love and, you know, we've gotten together a few times since. Oh, yeah. And so it was like, we built a relationship with their family and, um, it's hard to imagine not, you know, staying in contact with them sort of forever. And after you go through something like that, yeah. so, yeah. Do you, you know, a lot of, I think pretty naturally there are, you know, moms and also surrogates who like wonder what that relationship will be like. And yeah. maybe you're even kind of scared of what that relationship might mm-hmm. be like because they know that, um, for moms who are getting to surrogacy, like there's like really hard stuff that they've been through. Mm-hmm. Um, was there, were there parts of that that were hard that you don't mind talking about that? Like that you think like are probably natural. They're just like difficult in terms of like having this one relationship. And then on the flip side of that, yeah. were there things that were like good that you didn't expect maybe, or, just the parts of that relationship that were probably healing in some ways. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, it it was obviously hard not being able to kind of carry and care for your own baby. Right. And feel like you couldn't develop essentially kind of that relationship, you know, in the early stages of life. Right. Cause I see that as life. Um, So that, I mean, that was definitely hard. Um, I think that she was just super sensitive and empathetic towards us, you know, in our situation. And so I think she took a lot of moments to sort of reassure us and at times maybe, you know, be that therapist for us. And um, she's, you know, got a lot of faith in her life. And um, so I think that was helpful um, as she kind of brought that into our sort of relationship and situation. Um, you know, I think that other good, I mean, I would be lying if I said that there wasn't some relief in the fact that she was carrying my kid, not only because I knew the outcome was going to be better than if it was me, but pregnant, like some people love pregnancy. I mean, I had been pregnant three times and pregnancy and I just didn't do well together. You know, like I, (laughs) I was so ill and it was really hard those last two times to even parent my older child because, you know, of what the pregnancy sort of took such a toll on my body. So, I mean, in some ways I was just honestly really grateful I didn't have to, which sounds crazy, right? Because most people think that's the hardest part of this. And I'm like, yes, there were definitely moments of that, but I was also like, 
super grateful because my body just didn't. You weren't ill. Yeah, I wasn't ill. And, my, and you could just, be a parent right, fully. Right. Um, so it was almost like that was a blessing in disguise, right? Like I didn't yeah. expect to say that, but in some ways I was like, there were days where I was like, this is just great, yeah. you know? <laughs> I mean, it's a, you just got to take the good with the, yeah, right. with the bad. When, right. when there's good, you just latch onto it. Yes, Just exactly. live in the good parts too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What was the pregnancy like for you, Chad? It was stressful, I think, just because of what we had been through. I think there was a lot of anxiety for not only Laura, but for me. Mm-hmm. Um, there wasn't a moment. It seemed like where we weren't thinking about it. And then, you know, getting the that phone call at work that day that they thought there was, there, there was a situation where they thought maybe the organs were all on the wrong sides of his body. That was, I mean, I, I got, Laura called me at work and, and, uh, she was in tears and I, I couldn't work the rest of the day. I went home. Um, and we just spent the whole weekend worrying and probably losing faith that this was going to work. Um, and making that long drive to see the specialist. Yeah. The horrible drive. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you found out everything was on the fine side. Yeah. And uh, it all turned out well, but it's just like, sounds like the entire pregnancy, you know, you have this beautiful relationship and there's good things about that. But on the other side, you're just like, yeah, waiting for a shoe to drop. Right. Um, and it didn't, which is the cool part, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the pregnancy went really well and there was a delivery. Yes. So. Uh, which I relive in my head like all the time. <laughs> Well, well, so tell cool. me about it. Relive it now. I, like, I don't know. Like, I just, I, like, that was just, like, the coolest day of my life. <laughs> um, it was, what, Saturday? I think it was a Saturday. We were sitting on the couch. Owen had just fallen asleep. It was kind of late in the evening. We'd, we were at the, pool at the pool all day, day yeah. with friends. We were just wiped, and our surrogate called, and she's like, I think this is it. And it, we're probably a little over a week before our due date, and... I was like, are you serious? Like, I've probably asked her that like 10 times. She's like, I don't know. But because she had to get to Green Bay where they had um, like a NICU and specialists, which was a little bit of a drive for her. Um, not and that work- was all about the cords. Yeah, stuff. just yeah. to make sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, she's like, we're going to go because we don't want to chance it. And so we're, she's like, we're going to take off. And we're like, okay. We called my parents who were like an hour away. And we're like, we think this is it. And they immediately hopped in the car and we were on our way sort of within an hour um, waiting to hear as we kind of drove out of Minneapolis, like, are they going to keep her? Are they going to let her go? Um, so she called and I, th- I think she was able to kind of convince them to keep her. Like she wasn't really progressing that far, but given she had drove so far and she's like, I made sure to say you were on the way, like to make it seem like <laughs> let's get this moving kind yeah. of thing. And, you know, like we went through all that effort. And so I was like, oh, good. Because um, we were just ready to be done, you know, yeah. and we were at term. Ready to and, meet your baby. Yeah. So we were, I mean, that 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 drive to Green Bay was a much happier one uh-huh. for starters. Um, it was the middle of the night. It was like the middle of the night. We didn't get there till about 2, 3 a.m. Oh, my gosh. So, but I mean, the adrenaline and the coffee, we were just, we yeah, we were just amped. You know, we were like, let's just get there. Um, oh didn't want to miss it. And just, you know, a million things going through your head. I'm sure you can relate. We just had a long, you know, as you probably did too, just a long time to think about it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we got there and they were awake and we got there in plenty of time because she really hadn't made any progress <laughs> by the time we got there, um, which was kind of nice because, you know, we got there, let's say 2 a.m. and he wasn't born till about 2.30 p.m. the next day. So we had plenty of time um, just to connect with them the next day and just um, just talk and you know, what do we think it's going to be a life and the pregnancy and just kind of talk about everything and so it was it was really kind of kind of nice and um yeah and then it all just kind of happened fast <laughs> do you remember the moment when they were like okay it's happening yeah 
I do. Um, you know, and, and I remember it more from that day than when I delivered my own son because <laughs> wow. I probably because I was on, you know, I was half asleep and um, you're kind of in shock when you're going through it yourself because yeah. your, your body is taking a toll on your body. But when you're sitting in the room, which we were sort of observing it, it's a bit of a different experience. Um, and of course, it's like you want to help and you want to be, but you know, you can't. And so you... Um, but yeah, I just remember it was like game time and it all just really happened fast. Um, and she was a champ. And then, you know, she was a champ because her babe was about 10 pounds and they had a hard time getting them out. And oh, wow. she did not complain a single time um, when they worked hard to really dislodge his huge shoulders <laughs> and got him out. Um, and uh, yeah, that was a pretty <laughs> incredible moment. Um when we were able to just, yeah, be by him and were you hold able to him. hold him right away? Um, we had them. No, we um, they kind of set him on the table and then quickly kind of wrapped him up and then we grabbed him and yeah, so we did that. But um, and with some of the challenges of, like you said, getting his shoulders dislodged, they were they wanted to check him checking out, checking his yeah. col- collarbone and the nurse, like NICU nurses, probably would have like looked at his shoulders and checked his reflexes and stuff. And yeah. Made sure they wanted to do that first. Yeah, yeah. So we were just kind of standing over by him and then we were able to take him from then. Um, but yeah, it was, yeah, it was pretty emotional. I yeah. think on both sides, but mostly just happy emotion. And I think it was kind of the first time we ever really took a breath and kind of felt like, you know, wow, this is actually it. And then it was really funny cause he came out and everybody just was like, whoa, that's a big baby. I mean, they were like betting on his weight. And it was just like kind of this funny joke in the room, too. But they weren't expecting him to be big. And he was early and all that yeah. and stuff. And so, um, yeah. But it was, yeah, it was a pretty cool moment. Um, yeah. Uh, did you hold him first? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I held our daughter first. Uh, um, uh, it's special. It's special to... yeah. To, to finally meet your baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty incredible. I mean, I I wanted you to hold him first, just because of everything you'd been through, and you know, I just I kind of sat back and she was in tears. Our surrogate was in tears, and you know, you could just just that you know, seeing both of them as mothers and and seeing him and um, I think that was pretty yeah. special for me just being able to see her both their emotion and not only that Briggs was here but that she was able to help us and how yeah. willing she was to help us do you remember what you felt like when you finally get to hold him? Just, like, I didn't want to let him go. (laughs) Just a lot of joy, like, happy. Like, I don't, you know, I'd been happy, but I think it was just, like, real happiness for the first time in a while. HopeWorks is a podcast created by Hope Surrogacy. Make sure that you subscribe at hopesurrogacy.com slash podcast or on iTunes so you don't miss a minute. Thank you to the entire community of surrogates, parents, and supporters who make this work so amazing. And an extra huge thank you to Laura and Chad. You are brave and incredibly strong and obviously so full of love. And we are so grateful that you shared your incredible story with us. Thank you. We'd also love to give a big thank you to Seed Trust, who has helped make this episode possible. Seed Trust provides dependable escrow services for surrogates, intended parents, and egg donors. During your surrogacy journey, you've got to have a solid plan for your finances. Believe me, as a parent who's had two babies through surrogacy, I know. At Seed Trust, you'll find quality managers you can count on and a secure online platform that's accessible, transparent, and reliable. SeedTrustEscrow.com. 
on time, online, worry-free. That's seedtrustescrow.com. If you're listening now and you're interested in finding out more about becoming a surrogate, come chat with us at hopesurrogacy.com. Find stories on the blog, leave us a message on our contact page, or come say hello on Instagram and Facebook. Just search at Hope Surrogacy. Thank you for listening to Hope Works. On behalf of all of us at Hope, Mary, Leanne, Amy, and myself, we can't wait to hear from you and to talk about how hope works.